Hallelujah. Still talking about the power. Say, I've got the power. <laughs> wind power is amazing, isn't it? Kind of scary. Do you know that wind power was in use in windmills 2,000 years before Christ? They were using windmills. Did you know that the United States has 46,000 wind turbines generating electricity? 46,000. There's enough onshore wind in America to power this country 10 times over, just with the wind power. At times, so certain peak levels in the country of Spain, sorry, solar people, 50% of the power of Spain is generated by the wind. Must be windy over there. The fastest wind speed ever recorded was how fast? Anybody? Not you people that were at the first service. First of all, how'd you remember that? My wife remembered it too. 318 miles per hour. That was in a tornado in Oklahoma. 318 miles per hour. How many of you have ever been in a car going over 100 miles per hour? What kind of church is this? How many of you have ever been in a car going over 130 miles an hour? Now we see. Pastor Kevin? <laughs> I know you were getting to church. You were a little late for church. Praise God. Let's pray right now. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this awesome day. Thank you for those people that were here this morning that, that just received your spirit and power. We thank you, Lord, for this service. We thank you if anyone came in today not knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Most importantly, Father, we pray that they would leave with that knowledge in their heart that they are saved, they are going to heaven, that their lives will be changed forever today. We pray if anyone came in here, Father, with a financial struggle or obstacle or a bill that doesn't seem to be able to get paid, that you would do a suddenly, instantly blessing. You would bring in exactly what they need. If someone came in here today sick in their body, Lord, that your touch would heal them before the end of this service. Father, if anyone came in here with an empty heart, an empty soul, feeling lonely, depressed, even suicidal, Father, that you would fill that void with your Holy Spirit. That's the only thing that can satisfy, and it's the cup that doesn't run dry. Father, speak through me, Father. Release your Holy Spirit and power today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Where does the wind come from? Where does the wind come from? Jesus said in John 3, chapter 8, when he was talking to Nicodemus, the, blin, the, the, blin, the wind blows, glad I got that out of the way, the wind blows where it wishes, wishes. All right, let's start this all over again. <laughs> That was the Greek. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone born of the Spirit. Jesus compares the wind to the Spirit. Now, where does wind come from? Well, basically, the ultimate source of wind is obviously God, but as far as we know, the source is the sun, believe it or not. 
because the sun brings heat to the earth and it creates areas of high and low pressure because of temperatures and wind is basically high pressure flowing into low pressure. I'm not going to get into all the science of it, the molecules and everything, but basically it's high pressure running to low pressure. Like if you were on a plane and the window blew out, what would happen? You'd go out the window because <laughs> the higher pressure is in the plane. You see that? So it's high pressure running to low pressure. Now the word for wind in the Bible is the same word that's used for spirit, and that's in the Hebrew and the Greek. The Hebrew word for wind or breath, everybody go, <laughs> the Hebrew word for breath or wind is the Hebrew word ruach. Say that in your best Yiddish. Ruach. Not ruach. That's the Italian way. Or the Latino way. Ruach. <laughs> or the German way would be what? Ruachen schmucken. No, but here's the point. Here's the point. It's a Hebrew word. It's for the wind. It's for the, for the spirit. Amen? Ruach. And in the New Testament, it's the word pneuma. Pneuma, that's where you get pneumonia, okay? It's the word pneuma, the same word there. Um, there's also a great variety in the wind, amen? Yesterday, how I many, it was a beautiful day yesterday, right? Doesn't it, doesn't how the wind blows make a difference of whether it's a nice or not a nice day? Yesterday was like a gentle breeze. It was like a gentle breeze yesterday. So there are gentle breezes sometimes, and sometimes there's, you know, a heavy wind that, you know, not just rustles the leaves or blows the trees around. Amen. Now, likewise, the Holy Spirit saves some of us by a gentle wind. How many of you were saved by a gentle wind of the Holy Spirit? Gentle winds. Man, I'm in the race church. How many of you were saved by a hurricane force tornado winds? <laughs> The gentle wind is like, is like, you know, the Lord opened your heart and a gentle wind came in. That was like my wife. It was such a gentle and beautiful salvation. The doctor said she's healing beautifully. Uh, can you see the doctor saying that? You're healing beautifully. I mean, I love your jewelry. I mean, you're just healing so beautifully. I mean, I, I don't think the doctor said that. But it was, for my wife, it was a gentle it was a gentle. For me, it was definitely in a, a, a hurricane. I was at the time of a hurricane in my life when I got saved. And in Acts chapter 16, it talks about two people that got saved. Lydia, it says that Paul was preaching, and she heard the word, and the Lord opened her heart, and she got saved. And then later, we know that the jailer, so Paul and Silas go to jail for that. So the jailer there, what happens? The place gets shook by an earthquake. And the jailer goes, what must I do to be saved? So some of us are saved by a gentle breeze, and some of us it took a tornado. And some of us took a hurricane, a tornado, and then another tornado, and a twister. Whoosh. How many of you? Come on now. And you're still spinning. Amen. Here's the thing about the wind. It'll rush in to a place of low pressure. It'll rush into a place of low pressure. And uh, I like to call depression something that happens when you have a tropical depression. What happens when there's a tropical depression? It could turn into a hurricane, right? 
the lower the pressure in the middle of the storm, what happens is, is the more that the high pressure is trying to get into the low pressure, and that's what causes the spinning. Okay? I'm not going to do a science lesson here. Okay? But how many of you know that when you start to get down a little bit, that you can start to spiral into a depression? You know why? Because as the pressure leaves you, there's the winds, the spiritual winds are not just godly winds. There are other spirits that can blow in. Let's look at Luke chapter 11. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, so here we see that there's a spirit of uncleanness in a man. This is Jesus talking. He says, it goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. It says, I will return from the house which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Now let's look at this same parable in Matthew chapter 12. Because what's added here is very important. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest. Now, evil spirits, you know what rest is for them? It's not sleep. <laughs> it's to find a place where they can hatch <laughs> lies and torment on the one they're occupying. And here's what this spirit says. He says, I will return, I, the audacity, I will return to my house from which I came. This unclean spirit is claiming the house. It's mine. And when he comes, he finds it empty. See, that's important. It's empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the state of that person is worse than the first. This is not, this is talking about unbelievers and believers. All right? Because there are, there are people who get saved, they get put in order, they get swept, swept clean, they start to try to get their life in order, but they do it on their own, and, and that only leads to emptiness. Because your works are worthless. And what happens when you live religiously? You try to, like, do enough. Spirit's coming. If you're not going to receive the Holy Spirit... If you're not going to let the Spirit be what fills you, then something else is filling you. And you see it. I see Christians all the time. They, they come even to church, and they're just, the first word out of their mouth is some kind of complaint. Instead of, I'm glad to be in God's house. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. The power of God is in me and on me. I'm glad to be here. I don't care about the worship. I don't even care about Pastor Joe. I'm in God's house, and I'm happy to be here because I want to be filled more and more with him. I don't want to be filled with certain songs or even messages. I want to be filled with God and his spirit. What are you here for? Let me ask you that. What are you here for? We're here for him. In the singles group. No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. If you're making a scowl at me right now, you're here for the wrong reason. 
We're here to laugh and enjoy one another's company, receive more of God's spirit. Let me ask you a question. When you come into a room, are you a breath of fresh air? Are you a, or are you a vacuum cleaner run amok? <laughs> sucking the room dry. Honey, you're fresh air, honey. And even if I've staled up the room, you come in and clean it right up. Come on, men. You come home from work and you're, you know, you're, you're just grumpy, whatever. I do it. You know, you come home and, and you, can, you can ruin the atmosphere in your home in a, in a flash. Amen? When you come into a room, are you a breath of fresh air? Or does a sucking sound go up? True Christians. If we don't come into church and people are glad to see us, maybe there's something we need, to, we need to think about. Have we been empty? And has somebody gone off and found seven other spirits, and now we got to cast them out of you? Recently, we had a, someone who was, uh, had a spirit here, and uh, we prayed, and, and, and the prayer team really prayed. And, you know, the, this woman was delivered. And you could see her when it was over, she was swept clean. She was in order. She was right. This stuff is real, people. This isn't, you know, Denzel Washington would fall in. This is real stuff. And if you haven't seen that movie, it's great. I kind of love Denzel, but it's a great movie. But um, unless a person that has, this has come out, unless they're filled with God's spirit, then it's just going to come back and it's going to be worse. And it happens to a lot of Christians. Instead of being continually filled with the Spirit, they start to try to sweep themselves clean. And let me fix it all up. And it ends up being nothing. It ends up being worse than it was. So rather ju just praying for deliverance for someone, let's pray that God would come in. We're always like, be delivered, you know, Spirit come out. How about Holy Spirit come in? We're so quick because we like to be mad. I'm not mad. We come just for healing rather than for the deliverer, for the healer. Come for deliverance rather than for the deliverer. You're, you come here not just for something to leave you, but more importantly, for something to fill you. His Holy Spirit. You know, when that person becomes empty, it's just like the wind. It's an area of low pressure. It's an area of emptiness. So those spirits will come. They're, they're looking. The devil goes around seeking who he may devour. Where can I enter? If the Holy Spirit is there and has staked the claim on your soul and filled your heart, he can't go there. He'll go somewhere else. He's looking for a place to rest. <laughs> How many of us, you know, you know, we get to a point where the devil is in our living room. He's on a reclining chair, just eating cheese doodles. <laughs> with a little remote, just pressing buttons to annoy us. Kick him out and invite Jesus in. It says that, you know, when Jesus told his uh, uh, disciples, he said, listen, I want you to wait because the Spirit's going to come in you. It's going to change the world. And they went, and they got into one accord, it says, and they prayed. It's in Acts chapter 2. 
So they went into a place and they became empty wanting to receive what God had for them. Listen, don't come here for what one of the singers has for you, for what a Sunday school teacher has for you, for what Pastor Joe or Alicia has for you. Come here for what God has for you. His Holy Spirit in you. It says, suddenly there was a sound from, uh, there came a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty wind. See, the Spirit is like the wind. A rushing mighty wind filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and sat upon. The Holy Spirit wants to come upon and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and he wants to come in. So you're surrounded. It's in you and it's on you. That's the kind of power we're preaching about here at Grace Church until Pentecost comes, like till the day of Pentecost fully comes. Then we'll stop talking about power because you know what? We need this power to live this Christian life. We need it. And the world needs it. The world needs it. And when you know you have it, that it's in you and on you, if someone's in the shop right line and they say, I'm really sick or I'm really depressed, you're going to say, I got the power. And they're going to freak out, number one. <laughs> you're going to sing a song from the, from the 90s. No. You're going to say, you know what? There's a power that's in me and on me. It's not my power. It's God's power. Can I release that into you? Can I pray for your healing? Yesterday, we were in the aisle of ShopRite, and some girl that, you know, young lady that comes to our church, even though I never see her, but she does come to our church, she said. Anyway, <laughs> when your church gets really big, you know, there's people in your church that you don't know who they are, and then you see them out, and you're like, oh, yeah. So don't get offended if we don't know every one of your names. But she was talking, 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 and I just said, boom. We were right in front of the rice. I was like, <laughs> I don't know why I remember that. But, right, hon, I just, I, I put my hand right there in my way, and I just started praying. I said, the power is in you, and it's on you. Because she was just talking about all these things, you know. She was really, she was getting ready to cry because she was depressed. Things were starting to swirl around. If you become an area of low pressure, if you become empty, and you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll be filled with something else. Those spirits will rush in the same way. But listen, if you wait on what God has for you, if we as a church pray together, if we're in one accord about the Holy Spirit and about the power, guess what we're going to have? A rushing mighty wind is going to come upon us, and it's going to come in us. And that's what we're aiming for, people, and we will have it. We will have it, and we have it. I want to give you three quick points. I'm, I preached in like 20 minutes this morning because this is, you know, listen. God is alive. I, hate, I, I Just in case anybody didn't know that. God the Father is alive. He's three persons. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They're all alive. They're all working. They're all active. And the Holy Spirit put it in me this morning. You know, listen. It talks about being swept up and clean, right? Talking about doing your thing, you know? Well, as a pastor, sometimes you're just doing your thing, you know? You get your four points or, you, you know, you got to go through every scripture. You know, there's times when my wife's like, right? And you know what? I don't stop on purpose because she's doing that. I told her, if you go like this, I'll stop. But don't go with them church lady glasses in the rim of your nose. Don't be doing that. 
that special? You know, I, I'll go for that. <laughs> so if you go like that, no, not time yet. But I realize there are times when I go past, I become long-winded, which really means I'm just releasing more of the Holy Spirit. But I become long-winded, and uh, I should have stopped, you know? And this morning, the Holy Spirit was saying to me, like, you're going to stop early because I really, God said, I want to pour my spirit into people. Like, it's not about you finishing every scripture, okay? So we got three quick points, and then we're moving on. I'll have three quick points, three closings, and... Uh, <laughs> Laugh, it's, it's good. Laughing's good. So the three points are this. First, we need to receive this wind. Say, I need to receive it. Okay, turn to Mark chapter 6. Quick, verses 45 through 49. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Something good is coming your way today. It's the Holy Spirit. Mark chapter 6, verses 45 through 49. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat, go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent them away, he departed to the mountain to pray. Now when evening came, the boat was in the middle of the sea, and he was alone on the land. Then he saw them straining at the rowing, for the wind was against them, or contrary to them, some of yours will say, contrary to them. And about the fourth watch of the night, we know that Jesus came on the water, to walking towards them. So... Jesus tells them to go to the other side, and then he goes up onto a mountain. It's pretty much the same. It's, it's a symbol of where we are right now. God has called you to go somewhere in your life. Jesus is on a mountain praying for you. You see, he intercedes for us, but he's always got his eyes on us, and Jesus had his eyes on them, and he saw them straining because there was a wind that was contrary to them. How many of you are doing something for God? How many of you are on your way doing something for God? Guess what? There will be a wind contrary or against you. There will be a wind against you. It's not just smooth sailing. How many of you know since you got saved, it hasn't been totally smooth sailing? Oh, now some people are like, mm -hmm. now you're preaching, Pastor. Why'd you have to do this thing? People get to that point, they're like, why do I have to get saved? Shoot! Sinning was so much fun. It's true. But you're doing it without God's power fully in your life. So he said there was a wind contrary. How many of you know there are spirits that are contrary to what you're called to do? Fifteen years ago, you know, I started this church, and immediately there were spirits against me right away. It was like, bam! Like the second service was like, what is that? You know, it's true. And it got to like the fourth or fifth service, and we had like our worship team, which was one guy. <laughs> he had a drum in his head. He had keys here, and he was strumming a guitar behind his back. So he was behind me. You know, all my kids were little. They were in the children's church, so I had a, my wife and Alana, who's not here, and one other person. I preached to three, two or three people. I think you weren't even in there. I think you were teaching the kids. I preached to two people. Can I say that again? I preached to two people. Two. And I know who they are. I'm not going to say their names, but some of you know them. I know who they are. And one of them got up to go to the bathroom. And I'm sitting there. Do I stop? <laughs> like, 
And what if I'm just preaching to one person? There's like 70 seats and one person there. Yeah, you think you got it rough. <laughs> I'll never forget. It was my friend Greg. He was our first worship leader. And he used to drive in from Pennsylvania and come an hour just to help us out. And he knew. Like when the person left, I was like, <laughs> I was like, could you sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> I need somebody else here, you know. Because that person would have thought everything I was preaching was just for them, you know. So, <laughs> at the end of the service, and thankfully the lady came back from the bathroom quick, because, you know, when ladies go to the bathroom, you don't know how long this could be. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, people. I preach to two people. <laughs> and at the end of the service, man, I have to tell you, and the, you know what? There was like a spirit just mocking me, laughing me, laughing at me, saying, see, told you. Even though one of the two women was just like, I don't hear it. You know what I mean? Like, it's over, man. I quit. <laughs> and you know what my friend Greg said to me? He said to me, those seats weren't empty. There was an angel in every seat. So he encouraged me. I'll never forget that. I will never forget that. You know, so they're straining. Jesus comes down, walks to them on the water, right? Because he's looking down. Just the same, same way Jesus is looking down at us as we struggle through life sometimes and the Spirit's against us. And it says that then we, they got near to him, they looked from the boat, and they went, oh, my God, what is that? It, 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 it's a ghost, they said. It was a ghost. It was the Holy Ghost. Because Jesus said, I'll be up in heaven, but I'll send you a comforter. That was a foreshadowing of him sending it to us in our life for when we need it. And here's what it says. It says... That this, that Jesus would have passed them by. It's just, when I look at this, I'm like, huh? <laughs> he would have passed them by. But what happened? John chapter 6, the same story. Can we put that scripture up? John chapter 6. It says, this, what Jesus said was, don't be afraid, it's me. And when they recognized who it was, it says they willingly received him into the boat. So in other words, he would have passed them by if they hadn't willingly received him into the boat. The Holy Spirit is not going to fill you unless you want him to. He doesn't force his way. It's got to be a willingness to bring him along. And what happens when you bring him along? The boat lands exactly where they're going. So they bust through the wind. Wind dies down and they get immediately where they got to go. You cannot live this life without this wind on your side. I don't know about you, but I want the wind at my back. I want the wind at my back. Because his wind at my back is stronger than any wind that can come against me. Amen. So number one, you have to receive it. Number two, you have to trust it. You have to trust it. Exodus chapter 14. Let's put that scripture up. Here we have Israel. God is delivering through the hand of Moses. He's delivering Israel out of Egypt. He brings them to a place where basically they're between a rock and a hard spot. Okay? He brings them to the beach <laughs> with, with the Red Sea in front of them. 
And then God hardens Pharaoh's heart to go after them. Thanks a lot, God. And they're in a place between a rock and a They can't turn back because here comes Pharaoh. They can't go forward because there's an ocean. And Moses said to them, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you'll see again no more. The Lord will fight for you. You hold your peace. Or let me translate it into the new English version. Shut up. That's really what it means. He was telling those Jews to shut up. Now, being half Jewish, I can understand. God, what are you doing? You leave me here. There's an ocean here. Pharaoh's coming there. Come on now. What are you doing, God? Moses says, shut up and see what God is going to do for you. Let's see what he'll do for them. Uh, verse 21. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong what? Wind. A strong wind. And he made, what happened is this wind came and it blew the water apart till there was two walls of water on both sides of them, and they were able to march through on dry land. Listen to me. Whatever jam you're in, the Holy Spirit can make a way for you. A wind can blow and open a door. Did you ever like see like in your house, you know, like somebody, you know when the front door is open because you're by the back door and all of a sudden, whoa, the wind blows the door open. It's the same way the Holy Spirit, he'll blow a door open for you. I was a high school dropout. I wanted to work on Wall Street so bad. I wanted to work on the trading floor. But all I had, my, own, my resume was delivery boy for Angelina's pizza. I, that's all I had. To be honest with you. And thank God, you know, that my record for being, all the, being arrested was put away. But, I, you know, I had all these obstacles in my way. Like, how is this going to happen? I said, God, I'm, I, the only thing I can do right now, and, and my wife, you know, she met me like right around that time. I said, the only thing I can do is trust God because I can't open these doors. I just can't do it. There's, but you know what? He can open a door that no one else can open. By the Holy Spirit, he can blow a door open for you. So you know what happened? I'm hanging out with, I had a job, but I, you know, it wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to work on the trading floor. That's where everybody gets to scream and yell, make money, and then make a big mess and go home and not clean it up. I loved it. Really, that's what it was. We were a bunch of little kids there trading, making a big mess, making money, and then leave the mess with somebody else. They clean it up. You come back the next day. It's kind of like what I'm doing now. <laughs> right, hon? <laughs> so a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in, I don't know, years maybe, calls me up and says, Joe, I'm working on the trading floor. I was like, really? You are? They let you on there? Oh, okay. He goes, I, I know somebody looking for somebody. I was like, this God thing's working. <laughs> All right, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> a door was blown open for me. I'm telling you, you need to trust God. He can open doors that nobody else can. Just one door. How many of you know your life can change for one door opening? Think about how many of you here are married, okay? 
just some married couples not raising their hand. How many of you are married? I didn't say how many of you want to be married. I said how many of you are married? Look at your spouse for a second and just say, look what the wind blew in. Not look what the wind blew in. Look what the wind blew in. <laughs> How many of you met in church and got married because you met in church? Wow. Praise God. I even know about you two. <laughs> I was there. But, you know, uh, this couple, Mike and Marisol, they're in our first service here today, and you know, they both came here, and, and, and they were single, and, and uh, so you know, they're, they're going to home group at Courtney's house. And, you know, they're both probably, you know, one day they're all praying and everything, and she took the little eye over. Oh. <laughs> look, look what the wind blew in. <laughs> what goes on at that home group, Courtney? I can see it now on Tuesday. All the singles are going to be at Courtney's home group. Praying like this with their eyes open. What's going on? <laughs> look what the wind blew in. Look, look at your friends in church. Look at everybody. Just take a look around. Man, there's some really strange people in here. Look what the wind blew in. God knows what he's doing. Amen? Yes. Pastor Kevin was teaching at a, a Bible school, and, 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 and the wind blew in this lovely student of his. Bet you didn't know that. Pastor Kevin was teaching one day, and he said, I need to see you after school. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, yeah, come on. Woo! I don't know if that's true, but it sure is funny. <laughs> so you need to ex receive it. <laughs> You need to trust it. <laughs> Vera, I need to see you after school again. <laughs> oh, baby. All right, let's move on. You need to receive it. You need to trust it. And finally, you need to hear it. <laughs> you need to hear First Chronicles 14. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I could go on with that one, boy. There's so much material there. Wait to the talent show, man. I'm doing stand-up comedy, baby. All right. Therefore, okay, 1 Chronicles 14, 14. 1 Chronicles 14, 14. David inquired of God, and God said to him, you shall not go up after him. Circle around them. Come upon them in front of the mulberry trees, and it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry trees, then you should go out to battle, for God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. Let me set this up for you. It's one of my favorite portions of Scripture. I love it. David just gets anointed king. First thing that happens is the Philistines come to test him, to raid him, okay? That's in verses 8 and on up to this. They go to raid him. He says to God, God, what should I do? God says, go out against them. And it says he has a breakthrough right there. It's called Balparatium. They named that place Balparatium because he had a breakthrough against his enemy. So what happens? When, when these spirits mess with you people, they're not done. 
just because you have one little victory doesn't mean it's all over. <laughs> it, it says in Luke, even, when, when the, Satan tormented and tempted Jesus, it says that even after Jesus rebuked him, gave him the word, it says that, the, that Satan waited for an opportunity to go at him again. You think he's waiting for opportunities to go at us again? I mean, if he's got the nerve to go up against Jesus. But that's what he does. That's what he's born to do. He, it's his nature to just torment us if he can. Okay? So, he, so the Philistines come back at David again. And God said to him, you shall not go up after them. Circle around them and come upon them in the front of the trees. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the tops of the trees, then you shall go. And in the King James Version, that then you shall go is the word bestir. I love that. He goes, then you shall bestir yourself, which means you shall stir yourself up. You shall encourage yourself and go after them. Why? Because when you hear that sound, you know that God is coming on your side. Because you heard a sound. And what was that sound through the trees? Obviously, it was the wind that sounded like marching. He heard it. He said, when you hear it, David, go. And back in John chapter 3, verse 8, that scripture I'm all, I love this scripture because there's so many facets to it, but I love this. The wind blows where it wishes. And I always look at the scripture about the wind and the spirit, and it says, you know, you don't know where it comes from, you don't know where it's going. But interesting enough, it says that you hear the sound of it. <laughs> so that means I can hear the spirit? Oh, yes, it does. You know, uh, we'll be celebrating our 15-year anniversary in October. Uh, we're having a big party. Buy a ticket. I'm telling you, if you like parties, you'll enjoy this. We're going to celebrate. We have those tickets on sale in the back. Uh, this isn't a promo for that. But this is to tell you that 15 years ago, on July 23rd, 2000, I was a half a block away from the World Trade Center on the 18th floor of 90 West Street in my old church. That church was destroyed on 9-11. The windows were blown out. It was just, actually, my pastor went up there on 9-11, and the picture taken of him, you could just see him, and in the background, you see, like, the city. Like, it was just blown out, everything. But we got up there to get some of our stuff. But I was in there on July 23rd, 2000. I just had a rough day in the market. It was about 6 o'clock. I went upstairs, and we had seats there, about 100 seats there. I sat in the last two rows. My pastor was doing his radio show, and a couple of the guys from the church were there. I sat in like the second to last row, and I, I was just in a place where I was just empty. I was just like, have you ever been just to a place where you just, you, you don't even know why, why am I even here? Like what? It was like where it says life, your life becomes like a chasing after wind. It's like you're chasing something that you can't get your hands on, you know? And I had been chasing the wrong thing under the pow, under, under, I, I was full of spirits. I was a mess. I was a mess. But right there, I just said, God, I, I need your help. And I just started forgiving people. I just started emptying myself. I said, I really need your help right now. <laughs> so I heard a voice. I didn't hear it with this ear, okay? 
Let's, let's see if we can be quiet for a minute. Actually, let's see if I can be quiet for a minute because that's going to be harder for me than you guys. All right, let's just, see. <laughs> let's just see if we can be quiet for a second. How many of you hear something? I mean, how many of you talk to yourself? Let's face it, we talk to ourselves a lot more than we let on. As a matter of fact, people could have a conversation with you while you're saying to yourself, you're going to them, yes, but inside you're going, no, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I can't tell you how many things my wife, she'll say like, I need you to do this right now. I'm like, okay. Inside I'm like, I'm watching this basketball game, I'm not leaving this. But yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm, mm-mm-mm. Mm-hmm. 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 And when she leaves the room, I go, she goes, what'd you say? I said, nothing. I love you. You're beautiful. We do those kind of funny things at home. But, um, you know, you do hear, you do hear without hearing with your ear, don't you? And here's what the Lord was showing me as I was meditating on this. The voice you're hearing is either yourself who, by the way, you believe more than anybody, right? I mean, you can convince yourself a lot of things, no matter what everybody else says. No, I know better, okay? It's either yourself or it's contrary spirits. It's spirits that are against you, feeding you lies. Or it's the Spirit of God. can only be one of those three, amen? I'm talking about he who has ears to hear, let him hear. So here I am in that room, and I hear from what now I know is the Holy Spirit, you're never going to be happy until you're preaching every week. That's what I heard. And I was like, all right, that's not me. (laughs) That's not the devil. That's got to be God. And I was like, you know what? You're right, God. I never will be happy unless I'm doing that because that's what brings me the most joy. That's what brings me the most anointing. That's what brings me the most, you know, see people get saved. And, oh, I love it. Okay, I go, okay, how am I going to do that? I got six kids. Do I get to travel around the world and and take love offerings? (laughs) No. You're going to start a faith-filled church in North Brunswick. That's got to be the devil, okay? Because I would never say that, and you got to be kidding me. No way. Yes way. Holy Spirit. I would have never done it if I hadn't heard. Never. In my wildest imagination did I think about this and you. But I'm so glad you're here. But look what David did. When he heard the sound, he just went and did. I heard the sound. It was July 23rd, people. I want you to know, you really need to understand this. I have no formal training in the ministry. Okay, our attendance just went down for next week. All right. <laughs> it was July 23rd. Thank you, Pastor John. Neither did the apostles, okay? July 23rd, I came home. I told her, hey, honey. She was like, huh, 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 That's enough. That's all I got to say. Basically, like, go get a job, you loser. No. <laughs> no. It wasn't, you, do you know what I'm saying? It was four weeks later. 
We had our first service because it's the Holy Spirit. It has to be. I was like, that has to be God. I got to do what God tells me to do. I can't wait. And here we are. But do you see that? You need to receive it. You need to trust it. And you need to hear it. It's so simple. Could you just bow your heads with me real right now? If you died tonight, and none of you will, but if you did, are you 100% sure you'd spend eternity in heaven? My son Joey always reminds me, Dad, say that. Because that's what grabbed his heart. Are you 100% sure? If not, the Holy Spirit has never come in and made you born again. You haven't received it. Jesus said, my words are spirit. So when we speak these words from the Bible, we put into motion our salvation. We'll say that prayer together in a second. See, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. His blood was shed, his perfect blood, because our blood is imperfect. So he took the penalty we deserved. But then God raised him from the dead by that power of his Holy Spirit. And because of that, we can have eternal life, which means when we die in this physical body, we'll live eternally with him in heaven. And many of us here said this prayer, and our lives have been totally changed. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to say it with me. Say, Father, I know that Jesus is your son. I know he died on the cross for my sins. Three days later, he rose again that I might have a new life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Make me brand new. I receive you now. Jesus' name. Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer, you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, with every eye closed, every head bowed right now, raise your hand right now. If you want to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. Amen. Is there anybody else? All right. I'm going to ask those that raise their hand to stand up where they are right yes, now. Just stand yes, up where you yes. are. Come on. You can do it. And I'm going, to ask, I'm going to ask the worship team to come up right now. And uh, if some of our ushers could escort this, these wonderful people up here so we could pray for them. Come on up because we want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Come on up to the front here and just, you can just look up here. That's right, whole families will be saved by the power of the Holy Spirit. The wind blows where it wants to. You can stay right there. You can stay right there. The wind blows where it wants to. If you would just be in agreement with me as we pray over this family right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the decision they made today. Thank you that from this day forward, 
they will live with your power inside them, in them and on them, and through them you will do great and mighty things. I pray that you bless them physically, financially, spiritually, emotionally, in every way possible. Right now, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're just going to give you some materials and pray with you personally right now. Everybody else, I want you to close your eyes for a second. I want you to listen right now. I want you to listen. Listen to the Holy Spirit. If right now you are almost running on empty, <laughs> if you're in a jam where you need a door opened, maybe a financial situation that only the Holy Spirit can help you with, if you're a Christian who maybe is just going through the motions and you need a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit, if that's you, I want you to come up right now because I am going to pray for you and, and let me tell you something. The same way God opened a door for me, he'll open it for you. The same way God healed me, he'll heal you. The same way my depression was filled with peace and joy of the Holy Spirit, he will fill yours. So come up here right now. I want to pray for you right now. Don't pass go. Don't collect $200. Come up here right now. When David heard, he moved. When David heard, he moved. So move right now. If you hear... I'm going to pray for you right now, along with my wife right now. The Holy Spirit is moving our hearts right now. He's like a wind. He's like a wind that is blowing powerfully right now. I'm going to give everybody a chance to come up right now. There's a rushing, mighty wind, a fresh breath of God that he wants to release into your life. We're only doing what the first church did. Regular men releasing the power of the Holy Spirit into regular people. See, your faith is not in me. Your faith is in Him. The power is His. But we can be a conduit of it. It says that they laid hands on the people and they received healing. They received power from the Holy Spirit. They, really, they received new gifts to operate in what God has called them to do. Before I became a preacher, I was up in a line like this, and a man of God came up to me that I had never met, and he put his hand on me, and he said, this is what you're called to do, and this is what you will do. And he said, I'm releasing the power to do it in you right now. See, there's things you're called to do that you can't do. You can't sweep it clean enough. You can't put your life in order enough to be good enough. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do anything. There's nothing you can't do. All things are possible. I can do all things through what? Through Christ 
who endunamizes me with his Holy Spirit. So I'm going to release this power into your life. It's not a long, drawn-out thing. It's a simple thing because God works in simple ways. He's not trying to confuse you. He wants to bless you. I, you know what? John chapter 3, verse 8 says, the Spirit goes where it wants to. Do you know where it wants to go? In you. If you'll receive it, and if you'll trust it, and if you'll hear it, it will change your life today. So let's worship the Lord right now. Let's worship for a second. Because He inhabits His praises. He inhabits our praises. I ask everybody else in the congregation, if you would just, you could stay seated or stand, whatever you would. Just worship with us. Worship for these people right now. If you could just worship. Because when we're in one accord worshiping, His Spirit moves freely.
everybody would just stand to their feet right now. Those of you that stayed, you just stayed to be filled more and more with His Holy Spirit. It's in worship. It's in prayer. It's in His Word. Jesus said, my words are spirit. So as you read His Word, as you pray, as you worship, you create a, you create a low-pressure area for the Holy Spirit to rush into. Amen? That's the spirit you want rushing into your life. So today, right now, if everyone would just pray with me right now. Heavenly Father, a rushing mighty wind, a fresh wind of peace and joy, prosperity and health be released into everyone here today. That when we walk into the room, we're a breath of fresh air. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. I'll see you next week. God bless you. Go buy something downstairs. If you're single, enjoy the lunch. May a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit empower you today. In Jesus' name, amen. We will be up here if you need special prayer. There are pastors and leaders up here who will continue to pray for you.
tasted and seen of the sweetest of us when the heart becomes free and the shame is undone your presence Lord Holy Spirit you are She 